Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy, and for today's episode, I'm with an amazing guest whom I admire very much. Coming up, you'll hear my conversation with Amanda Valentine. Amanda Valentine is a past podcast guest. Um, we find out that it actually has been quite a few years since she's been on the podcast, but she has her own podcast, wildly popular, one that I love to listen to. It's called the Pound This Podcast. So definitely check that out. Amanda used to be a radio personality. She's gone through a lot of kind of life shifts. Um, most recently, she went through a divorce um, and ended a 18-year, I believe she said, 18-year relationship. So this episode uh, coming at you in the month of February, the month of love, um, we're talking all about our existential crisis that we're going through. Is it crisis, crises, existential crises? Is that the plural? I don't know. Um, but it's a conversation really around like, who am I really? What does self-love look like? How do we get to that place? Um, it's it's a really powerful episode, I think. It's a really raw and vulnerable episode on both of our parts. So I, I so appreciate Amanda opening up and sharing these really kind of intimate details of her life and her journey with all of us. And I went through that kind of same old song and dance that I do of like, oh, I got finished recording. I'm like, fuck, did I share too much? Like I, I said too much. This is going to be just too much is the overarching theme that comes along with a lot of the shit that I'm dealing with right now. And I, you know, decided to put it out there anyway, mostly because Amanda is so fantastic, but I hope you really, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I'm stumbling a little bit right now trying to find the words to kind of put together this big this this big chat that's really so much around how big life events, pandemics, deaths, divorces change us fundamentally and how doing the difficult work is just that difficult. And it might not feel really good in the beginning doesn't mean it's not the right place to be putting the energy. And really, it's just a reminder that most of us, I think, are all just doing the best we can. 
Um, so lots of grace, lots of love. I hope you enjoy this episode and thank you so much for listening. Welcome, Amanda Valentine. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you on What the Fit. I know. I'm so excited to be here. I thought for sure you'd been to, I call this Rubio Studios. I thought for sure you had been here before, but no, it's been a really long time since you've been on. Yeah, it's been pre-COVID. So, I mean, probably, I guess, 2019. I think the last time I came on was I had... I was in the process of leaving the radio station, maybe, okay. or leaving my radio job, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. or somewhere right around that mix, and we discussed part of that, but yeah. that would have been that would have been late 2019, extremely early 2020. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I just today was referencing, or like had a thought of, oh my God, I haven't done this like since pre-COVID. Like I, I went to a morning cycling class. And I had not done that since before the pandemic. For real? For real. Yeah. Because that, like the pandemic, more than anything, really changed my fitness exercise routine and habits. Really? So yeah. what do you, I mean, because, yeah, I don't know. I was doing group fitness. You like, did like a ton of that. I exclusively <laughs> did group fitness. I did not, no, I didn't have a Y membership yet. Um and like it was like the time of class pass. And then I had a few core studios where I would have like memberships and then plus class pass. So I would like schedule. I, I think of this time in my life and I am like, who the fuck was this person? <laughs> this was a person dealing. It was like right after my brother died. So like now. What is like almost five years later, I look at the year or two after he died through like this different lens where I'm like, oh my God. And like talking about going through divorce and like doing some of this really, really difficult work that we're both going through right Mm now, even like makes it easier for me to see like how much like pain and suffering I was going through, but like refusing to acknowledge it. Yeah. Numbing out through exercise. Numbing out through scheduling, exercise, like the, I I mean, any means necessary. Yeah. Any means necessary. But you just don't know. I I try to, I give that like version of myself so much love and so much grace because truly in that moment, like I was just doing the best I could after a super traumatic event. Mm -hmm. Like I was just hanging in there. So anyway, um, yeah, I was doing just like tons of group fitness. And when the when the pandemic hit, I started just doing one studio because they had a virtual offering. And the the very like act and kind of means of me doing one type of workout consistently, I was like, oh my God, like I am getting stronger. Like I know, like when I started doing this, I was using 15 pound dumbbells and like now I'm using Mm. 20. Yeah. And like when I was doing this bouncing around of group fitness, there was no like progression. Yeah. Because it was mostly all high intensity kind of cardio, cardio, or even like even the yoga was high intensity. Everything was high intensity. (laughs) Like no matter if I tried to frame it as like, Ooh, I'm doing this day's yoga. It was like hot yoga flow. Like it's a lot. And so that was like six, seven days a week. 
So of course I wasn't getting stronger. I was just burnt out. Like I was just like running off of fumes basically. So once I kind of like was forced to like pare it down a little bit and then I noticed I could get stronger. I was like, I just like turned something on that was like, I might need to like look at how I'm approaching this differently. And so then I started working with a strength coach, Johnny over at performance house and just like let go of like everything else and was like exclusively doing like strength training and like cardio like interval like on my own stuff not classes because it took a while too right for them like all the classes to come back yeah like online and everything so by then it was like I'd already switched so I never really like went back but now I'm kind of I'm like re-entering some group fitness stuff and it feels so good like because you're doing it in a healthy way because I'm doing it in a healthy way yeah and I'm like using yoga truly I think like as it's intended as like way more mental like, because I'm really limited by some of my hip shit I got going on. Yeah, same. And so, <laughs> and so I can't treat yoga like a sport like I used to. Like, I would go in and be like, this is a performance. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> what can I do? And now I just can't. Like, I just don't have the mobility. And plus, I've been gone from yoga for a while that I need to, like, build up the kind of, like, yoga strength again. So I'm very humbled. And so I'm really like, I'm just here to like breathe and move my body. That's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Like now, right? But this took like so long and so many. Yeah, everything <laughs> does. So many on the floor crying sessions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the bottom of the shower crying. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that is the bad I one. Know. <laughs> the bad one or the best one what did you say I said the bad one but I meant like when I say bad I mean bad like whenever it's like when it comes to crying like the like the worse it is the better it is mm-hmm. you know yeah, what well, I mean? you gotta just get it out uh, do you have so you, do you have a a problem getting it out no I mean I, th- I think that so many a part of me like wants to feel like and this is a lot of the work that I've done, um, especially since my my job for so long was so performance based. And like, you have to be happy, and you have to be cheery, and you have to like entertain everybody. I don't, and even just like through my childhood trauma and all that stuff of like, you're here to like please me. Yeah. Don't burden me with your emotions. No, 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 no. And so I feel like um, I would just bottle stuff up until I would explode for a lot, a lot of times. And now, I mean, if I'm at work, I'm not going to try to like, just like let it out and cry. Although I will be like, I need to go outside and I need to go for a walk and just try to like reset. And I will cry just like, I have to like work it out of my system. And I guess, you know, to sound very therapy-ish here of what I've been really working on in the past few years is just feel my feelings instead of like bury them, numb them. Like I'm really good at numbing, dude. Amanda. (laughs) So I'm like, I just need to feel it. I need to feel it. I need to like, if crying is what lets it go, I just need to let all this shit go. And I just have a hard time letting go of everything. So I feel like I'll just cry. I'll go for a walk. I'll do whatever. Get it out of my system and then just let's move on. And I don't feel like as much as I used to of like, no, you need to be like happy and like, I just need to be just whatever I am. And yeah. if, if that's not good enough for everyone around me, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. This is yeah. how I need to live right now. Yeah. This is, so this is exactly why I wanted you to come on the podcast. That just little two minute bit. I'm work. I'm, I'm dealing with the same exact thing it's it will like show up different so I'm interested to like kind of talk through both of ours but initially 
when we talked about you coming back on to kind of like catch up and that you've been crying all the time nonstop. (laughs) And I think like I messaged you and I was like, I am also crying nonstop. But but I don't know. I have to it I have to like really it's hard for me to release. So the I'll get the feeling that I want to cry. Like my nose will burn and like it kind of like starts to well and then almost it just like stop stops. Oh, I don't have that problem. It's tough. I think it's I'm pretty sure it's because I have been doing that thing of like trying not to feel my feelings for so long. Yeah. That it is automatic. It's an automatic response that yeah. I have. I also think it probably has something to do with after my brother died, I cried so much that lit- every day I would wake up and I'd just be like, I like I need to stop crying. Like I and I think I just like lit- just like w- like got rid of so many tears that my body like still has <laughs> not yet replenished them. Um, but sometimes, but like if I, but some if it's like a really big thing, then it will like release. And it's good, but I can't like won't it won't it won't last that long. Like I was jealous to see, to hear how much you've been crying because oh like, no I I I mean if I just start thinking about things I'll start crying about it. I mean yesterday yeah um I was record I was um painting my living room one it was just is something I need to get done and two I'm like I want my house to just feel different and it's just even then thinking like again the attachment to the original color that I I painted and I'm like oh this is where. We bought this house together, and I'm oh. here, and I'm like, just oh, I'll just, I mean, I just cried through just any sort of th- feelings of just, um, especially just, I think a lot of, um, I, I think in a lot of aspects of my life, I'm a really big bully to myself anyway, which I try to be better Same. about. But it in the terms of like divorce and stuff like that too, I'll just think about like you know. I really hurt somebody. Like yeah. I suck. Yeah. What a piece of trash you are. Right. How much pain you've given to someone else. And then I'll cry and I'll just th- like, then I've decided it's a time to refilter through like the past 20 years of my life. And let's find every little thing to cry about. Oh, <laughs> you're like a masochist for it. Oh yeah. I'm a masochist in so many oh, ways. Oh wow. So I don't do that all the time, but yeah. I'll say that like, once I get going though, if I've like, if I'm at home, that's where like the shower cry will come in mm-hmm. where I'm like, if I'm already got if the ball already starts rolling, I'd be like, okay, let's just drudge up some really gross stuff. And like, but for me though, I do like just to work through it and think through it yeah, and just learn about myself. Yeah. And that's usually when like these key like things will just kind of open my brain up where I'll just have these realizations of like, oh, I'm this way, or this is what this means, and this is a behavior pattern for me, and this yeah. is why I chose these decisions, and this yeah. is who I used to be versus I am now. Yeah. Then I'll be like, Ugh, and it's like puking it all out, and then I feel so much better. Yeah, that does sound really, really cathartic. Yeah, I think it's the snowball is when the big ones come up. It's whenever like the one thing kind of triggers me, and I'll get a little cry. And if it's like, okay, well, let's just get this... Do you ever feel like you just don't have the time to do it? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I feel like most of the time, well, that's where I'm like, man, I, I, is... I feel like I want to be a very joyful, happy person. And I feel like that's just genuinely who I am. Yeah, same. Um, and I feel like it, uh, it's becoming like burdensome. Like it's, it's kind of so dragging annoying. me down it's and completely... it's an energy suck. Yes. And it's me just getting stuck in a revolving door yes. a lot of the times. Like so. this feeling feelings shit is so stupid, I think. Yeah. Like I mean, look how efficient and like successful and 
you know, blind to everything going around me that I was when I didn't have to feel feelings. <laughs> right, like, exactly. Like it was the most blissfully ignorant time. Right. And now. Well, and that's where too, where I'm like. So inconvenient. Well, I One may- day you feel sad? Like what the fuck? Well, I made this so much worse on myself because I decided to raw dog this whole experience that, I mean, I've taken away all of my numbing agents. Mm, me um, too. Even in 2020, I was just because of 2020, I went on antidepressants. I did those for like six months. I'm like, I don't want that. Everything else that I was numbing out on, I like obliterated from my life. Mm. Um, except, I mean, the the food is the one that that's the hardest one because that's my biggest numbing. I mean, yeah. I mean, clinical binge eating disorder. Yeah. And it's not been anything that bad that I've really reverted into old ways, but going through major career transitions on top of major relationship transitions, um, on top of just the stress of <laughs> COVID and everything yeah. else and like becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's just like, it's hard where I'm like, I just need to tap out. And especially if my That's body's feeling weed. broken. That's why I smoke weed. I smoke so much fucking weed. Because <laughs> I, I don't drink. I don't have caffeine. I don't. Oh, caffeine's still a big one for me. I don't. Uh, so mine, my like numbing out would be restriction versus binge. Like oh, I, would, I, I would immediately want to like start to try to lose weight or like restrict. And so I am like actively not doing that. Like, like very much like this, I have like a really great coach to like help me with like eating disorder stuff like actively that's why I'm not using that and I only I basically only have weed left and I'm not giving that up (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not (laughs) yeah I'm kind of down to caffeine and food and um I've been getting so sick lately from starting this new job from just being around a different population Mm. that I think that my gut health is just obliterated so I'm like been on antibiotics I've been on five different rounds of antibiotics oh. in seven months. It's been brutal. It's been awful. Oh, Amanda, I'm sorry. So I'm like, I, and I have Hashimoto's disease also, which means I'm not, which means my immune system is just attacking. What is, what is Hashimoto's? Uh, when your immune system, yeah, attacks your thyroid. Yeah, okay. So then with that, you have fatigue and brain fog. That seems, sounds terrible. It sounds right? like you have like a literal curse put upon you. <laughs> So you're not really supposed to drink caffeine or alcohol no, or gluten and dairy and all everything that's fucking awesome. I know. You're supposed to get rid of it. <laughs> I know. So, and I haven't been, especially because I've been using those. I'm like, I'm going through a rough time. It, I want to eat some pasta. Listen, leave me alone. Listen, listen. <laughs> when I, so I'm, I am at this place now where I'm kind of like stripping myself of these numbing agents, right? It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I'm not drink. Well, I'm not drinking for so many reasons most a lot of like hormone regulation Mm. and also I feel like drinking takes me away from myself and I'm trying so hard to like come into my body yeah and like be present and the thought of like even one night of drinking and the next day just I know what those like feelings will come with that that I just like am like I can't risk getting away from myself voluntarily like that when I do it so often when I don't mean to do it yeah that I can't like actively do something that's like gonna take me away because I'm working so hard to be in it I'm exactly right there with you yeah yeah it is super hard because it's like when you have those really hard moments it's like oh man but if I 
drink, I can just have fun for two hours and I can yeah. forget about it. And then, yeah. it's a, I mean, it's a nightmare afterwards. A nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but those act- two hours are real fun. <laughs> An actual nightmare. But you know what? I was like, that right there is definitely progress because I, so I, what I was coming around to was that, you know, now I'm in this place of like not using these numbing agents, but go right after like big, huge life-changing events, like my brother dying, like going through a divorce, uh, like I was using anything at my disposal to like numb out for sure. And I look back again and I like give myself grace through those periods because it was really fucking hard. Yeah. And like I was really like just trying to get by. And was I doing it in the best, most optimal? No. Uh, I wasn't in a fucking best, optimal, healthy place. Like (laughs) that's like not the fucking point, you know? Like you're going through shit. So I think just what I always come back to, if I start to kind of be like, ooh, you know, that I'm not like doing it right, or like I'm like I could be doing better in this this place or whatever, I know that I'm using weed like as this like way to like just take a fucking break from raw dogging life. <laughs> yeah. And if I start to like feel bad, I'm like the last thing I need to do right now is like harp on myself. Right. To give myself any kind of like battering at all. Well, That's sp- the last thing. Speaking of that, I don't know if this is helpful to you. I mean, this is a, it's a little brutal, but it was helpful for me. Um, this is actually one of my last sessions with my therapist where I was talking about this of like, I'll just keep, beating myself, drudge up these things of like things to feel bad about. Mm. And she's just like, listen, so much of your life, you've been in abusive relationships. You've been in abusive places. And she's like, so you're taking away all these things. You're slowly getting rid of all those things. And on the same thing as like the numbing agents, you're taking out these abusive things from your life to be healthy. And she's like, so now that all that's left is you and you have to be your own abuser. Ugh. And I'm like, oh god, yep. <laughs> you're not wrong, but jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, but it's true. It's Holy like you're so shit. you're so used to the feeling of getting the shit beat out of you that, or you know, that it's like, well, without somebody else doing that, I gotta create that feeling because it's comfortable. Wow, that just really opened up something in me because I've been feeling extra down. Like, and I'm like, is it January, February, right? Like, Mm -hmm. is this just a seasonal depression type of situation? Because everything else in my life is like, like I'm doing all the right things. I get morning sunlight every fucking morning. I meditate. I go to bed. I'm not drinking. I don't have caffeine. I am like working on my relationship in like a loving like a, amazing way. Mm-hmm. My job is going well. I have friends, like I, I'm literally, everything is <laughs> like going okay. And I almost feel like more miserable than ever. And it's just this like beating, like beating upon myself for anything that I can find. Like the smallest little thing is just like, I'm all over it. And it, it, I think it's exactly that. That misery is comfortable. At yeah. Point. You're almost like addicted to the feeling. And that was like when I was thinking of when you were um, going, like getting on your like kick with crying or like going to like look for things. Like I don't necessarily do the the thing that would like make me sad, but I feel like I'm going and looking for things that are like adrenaline pumping or Mm. like, like 
some kind of intense emotion feeling. I don't necessarily associate with being sad, but like an intense emotion, right? Like I'm like looking for that like hit. Well, and the same... This is a trauma response. Oh, I'm I'm sure it is. And and like in the same thing that I've been thinking about this too, where... I've been thinking because I do so much meditation and trying to do all of the right things yeah. and journaling. Journal, and all that I fucking stuff. journal every single day. Right? I forget that. Like, what other wellness? <laughs> I, I gosh exactly. stone my face every morning. <laughs> I don't drink apple cider vinegar every day yet, but like, I got it on the list. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but like, thinking through all that stuff, I'm like, well, I really want. Like, I just think for me, like, I want to cultivate more peace and balance. Like, that sounds so good, yeah. peace and balance. But then, really, then I'm like, when I'm in peace and balance, I'm like, this is fucking boring. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and that's where it's just like I I want it, but then like you're saying, like to the exact point, like you're so used this to is these like my spikes. blind spot. Talking to you is like showing some light on my blind spots. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like looking for those. Like you like the roller coaster of like the low lows suck, but those high highs are awesome. But like this is I don't know. This is me working through myself. I don't know if this is you know how this is for you, but it feels like that I want to become more balanced and peaceful, but then. I, the highs aren't as high anymore. So then uh, it's like you have to like, again, like you have to just stab yourself with a knife to feel it or something. to feel anything. Yeah. And I think it's- Because we've just been numb for so long. Right. Yeah. And I mean, not only that, I mean, I really go down the rabbit hole of trauma stored in the body. Like that's really interesting to me. Insane. And so, and I know so much, and even just, you know, being a personal trainer, I was a personal trainer for a year and a half. Like every single client I had- where are you feeling this? I don't know. And I'm like, I'm the same way of like, try to feel my glutes. Like I can't feel what you're talking about at all. Like you can punch me in the ass and then I'll maybe feel it. But it's how much do you turn your body off to mm-hmm. your brain? Mm-hmm. Cause your feels unsafe to like feel your own body. Oh. Uh-huh. And so yeah. like, uh, so it, then it's, yeah, and you're turning all of that stuff back on. Like, how could it not possibly be painful? Just like oh if your foot God. goes numb yes. and then you shake it out and it feels like needles. Yes. So I feel like that's what this is for me. That's yes. what I'm equating it to is like you've numbed out and now like you're trying to level out between the highs and the lows and try, and you're just like all over the place and it just feels like painful chaos. It, pe- it feels <laughs> so painful, so chaotic and confusing because... At least for me, you know, you get the question all the time, like, how are you doing? How are you doing? You seem really happy. Like, how are you doing? And you're like, so good because I'm working through shit, but debilitatingly terrible because I'm working through shit. Mm. You know, like there's like no, it's almost, it's like I, I yeah, coming back to that feeling of like, I should like be feeling good because of like all, because I am having so many like breakthroughs and like experiencing, like having these realizations of like, I don't, you know, I don't want to live my life just like hiding in the, hiding those blind spots and being blissfully unaware and, and whatever. And like, this is like, I'm doing exactly what I want to do for my life and like who I am and like to tap into whatever kind of like special power that I have. I want to do all those things. And it's like giving me like such pain. <laughs> well, so what do you think would make it better? Like what would, what would feel the best? Like what are you searching I for think that you're it's not finding? Ju- I think it's just that it's like, a, it's hard. Like like you said, like for so, because I, I also want, expect immediate results. Yeah, I'm very impatient. Immediate. And that's where I'm at too. 
And that that's where I think I'm I'm putting my own suffering on because of my impatience or that I'm like, I'm doing everything right. I expect to be rewarded for it. <laughs> like I, that's why I do things right because you get a reward for it. Yeah. You know, that's so, definitely trauma response. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yes. And so then you're, you, it's like so confusing, right? Because you're like, I'm doing, I, it's, you're, you're like in that abusive relationship with yourself again, where you're like, well, I'm do, but I'm like doing everything right for you. Why aren't you happy? Yeah. I don't know. At this point, I'm just trying to have more happy moments than sad moments. <laughs> That's where I just feel like I just want more joy. And like, th- I, this is the hard work that I sit through where I'm like in my journaling and everything of like, well, what actually brings me joy? And like, and also not what brought past versions of me joy because yeah. I'm a totally different person now. Totally. I'm a different person than I was six months ago, totally. much less five years ago. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, I keep going back to, at least for me, like reverting back to a, well, when I exercised this way, I was happy. Or when I looked this way, I was happy. Oh, or yeah. when I hung out with these people, I was happy. Or when I did this and I'm like, but that doesn't exist anymore. That's gone. We're not going yeah. that way. Yeah. So like in this moment, what would actually bring me joy? And I have a really hard time answering that a lot because I'm like, I'm searching for more joy and mm-hmm. meaningful moments and all of that. But I'm like, but what do I, what really brings me joy in this moment? And then it, then it's almost even more heartbreaking where I'm like, man, I don't really have like super great answers for that without just reflecting on what has brought me joy in the, the past. past. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I I feel cuz I've been thinking the same way too, like right get back to like I've been thinking about like what do I like to what did I like to do as a little kid? You yeah. know, or like when I was a little girl, like what what brought me joy? And like playing with my Barbies for sure brought me so much joy. And like what was that though? That was just talking. Like, yeah. That right. was just like yeah. play interviewing people. So like okay, the podcast, yes. This brings me so much joy without a doubt, like the most joy. And then I also just like to get dressed up all the time and like rearrange my brothers and sisters and like poses and take pictures of them and like dress them up and like style them or whatever. And then now I'm doing this like personal styling thing. Brings me so much joy. Love it so much. And then I'm also realizing that I just, and I don't know if this is part of where I think the hardness is coming in when I keep saying it's hard, I think is that I am actually feeling And like experiencing the world as a human and like resting when I need to rest and, you know, attempting to like listen to my body and like feed it and nourish it and like provide it comfort. And it's just shocking because I was like a robot. Yeah. And now I'm like a human. And imagine that would be a shock to anyone, right? Right. So that's where I think like the heart, it's like hard, but not that it's bad or that it's like a hard, like a. I don't know. It's like the good kind of bad. Well, and it's going to take a while to get used to. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's where also where the impatience is. It's yeah. like you're expecting it to be like, you know, this, I don't know, like enlightening moment maybe, mm-hmm. but it's going to be just but like, kind of. Or that, the, that I consciously am aware of these things and therefore it should change. Mm. Yeah. Like once I know the reason why. Then it should go away. <laughs> I wish it worked like that. Don't you? Like you <laughs> oh can just God. rationalize and analyze your way out of it all. Out of it all. That would like, be amazing. It was. Oh, I'd, like, I would be like an ascension right now <laughs> if that was true. <laughs> it was like these issues would like come up to the surface, right? And then like you were like, oh, I understand it, and then it would just poop, 
blip off the radar and it was gone like a puff of smoke and yeah. never come back again. No, until Amazing. unless you're like, oh, I understand this, or um, this is where I mean, I I should stop asking for this. Where I'm like, I want like growth, and then I'm like, oh Bro, God, I, why am I just getting just beat the shit out of me oh of like we're just like learning all that but I want to but at the same time like any of those things I feel like or any of this like level up mm-hmm. comes with it's not going to come with like you know kitten kisses and roses it's going to come with a punch to the face all of the kind of healing books which I know you're on healing book just really quick to wrap up that joy segment because I feel like I went on a tangent um maybe think about what you like to do as a little kid and that can help you answer that question. Uh, well, it's funny because, I mean, I made fake little radio shows. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, that's something that, you know, I, I've thought about too as I'm kind of like, because I feel like I'm also in the middle of this. I don't know if it's because I think, or if it's just coinciding with my midlife crisis or if it's triggered by my midlife crisis. Do you think crisis. you're having a midlife crisis? Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm definitely having, I don't know about midlife. Well, I yeah. mean, I'm you're just 40. Ha- could you just say a crisis? I'm going to say yeah. existential <laughs> crisis. I'd say more existential crisis I, where I'm going into like, who am I really? Yeah. But I think that that's totally normal given you ending an 18 year relationship where you had an identity yeah. wrapped up here and like that's no longer. And all of the kind of like self-help, healthy, not self-help, but like growth books that I've been kind of dabbling in. And I saw that you were reading one too. Oh, I read a bunch of them. Did, well, you just posted one recently. Oh. It has like an orange cover maybe. This... Oh. I don't remember. But everything that I read from those books is like, there's a there's a, another side. There's the other side. Like oh, what yeah, we're like, in it right now, like the muck that we're in, mm-hmm. like there's another side. So that's what I keep thinking. Yeah. I mean, that might be the book I'm reading now. I actually found in the little library. How to do the work. Oh, that book is fantastic. You should 1000% read or listen to that. Okay. I'm not done with it yet by the holistic psychologist. Okay. It's amazing. Okay. I, how to do the work. And it's the author is, I screenshotted it. I forgot her, la- her real name. Dr. She's- Nicola Para. The holistic psychologist. Yeah, and I'd follow her on Instagram too. She's great. Okay. I mean, it's really, yeah, it's really awesome. Um, I'm about maybe halfway, three fourths of the way through that book, and that's going really good. I'm also just like actually tangibly reading a book I found in a little library that's called, I can't remember the exact name, it's called like My Next Mountain, and it's kind of the same thing. And it's kind of like, it's funny that I found it in a little library, because yeah. it's kind of exactly where I'm at, where it's like, you kind of conquered your own mountain, which I did. Like I, I This was also another thing that, not only ending an 18-year relationship, but ending a 20-year career, yeah. that was very wrapped that's up in so my identity. That's so much identity, yeah. And that was what all I ever wanted, to, like I said, like I played radio when I was a kid, I was obsessed with like my favorite morning show and I just like mm-hmm. loved it right? and I felt so connected to them and they felt like my friends and yeah. it was helped me escape the life that I was in and kind of pursue this new life. And so it's basically, but I hit all of the career goals I wanted to hit. So it's like, what happens when you conquer this thing? And then they're like, well, there's gotta be the other side to that. So I, I did that mountain. So now, now what? And that's where I'm kind of in the middle of now from like at least a career standpoint where I'm like, well, I got. I just got to start from the bottom again and start something else, and yeah. we're gonna just figure it out, I guess. And so then that you're just starting the climb from the bottom. That of, is a of scary thought. It's, I don't. It's I don't really know, scary. It's hard. I don't, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I don't know if I have like verbalized or like had that shown back to me 
but the feeling of starting from the bottom, that is a feeling that I've been feeling a lot lately and like both good and bad ways, like from the bottom of like starting this new personal styling endeavor, like that's like from the bottom. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like a good, that feels like, okay, can't wait. I, I remember what it was like to first start the podcast where like every episode was like, got to prepare, got to do the notes, (laughs) you know, it was just like a big, and then obviously now it's like, breathing right it's nothing yeah and I know that the more I do the styling the more it will mm-hmm. become like that and that's like fun to be like on that journey but then you know when it comes to like getting into a new relationship with yourself or with someone else and being like oh we're this is the this is it we're gonna start over again yeah like that is what's your favorite color <laughs> you're you like, a pancakes or waffles person <laughs> right like what What's your pooping schedule? So I got to learn that. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like every, everything that you know about someone. Yeah, I haven't done any of that yet. So <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's I'm not your next to, mountain to climb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if, I mean, that's where I, I've been asked too of just like, do I want to get married again? Um, yeah, people love to ask that to divorce people. Right. And I'm like, my answer is like, maybe, but not now. <laughs> Not tomorrow. <laughs> no, and I'm like, I'd be open to it, but I'm like, I'm not like in a hurry to, yeah, get into another like super heavy duty relationship. I guess like right now, where I'm like, I'm just gonna if it happens, if I meet like the right person right now, and it happens, cool. But am I like on the hunt for it? Yeah, like no. So I mean, I just but then even then, I guess I mean, well, just imagine this, Amanda. All of the stuff that you're going through on your own right now. Then imagine putting someone else into the equation that you have to like, or like, you know, bring into your like shit with you. Cause you yeah. can't do it. You can't be on your own in a relationship going through your shit. Yeah. I mean, you can, but that's not how I want to be in a relationship. Cause I already did that once. Like, I want a relationship where like I'm, I used to think that in relationships that, I would go off into my own little corner and do all the my own work that I need to do on myself so I could come back to you as a partner and say, oh, look at all the work that I did mm, on yeah. myself. Like, look how healed I am. And oh, yes, of course, I've still got more work to do, don't we? Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but like I, I did a lot by myself over there in the corner so I could come in and show you and be there for you. And I guess that's all well and fine, but like what seems even more powerful to me is like, hey, I'm going into the corner to do this work. Will you come with me? Yeah. No, I definitely, that's what I would want also. Yeah. But I would say that also um, with, and it's ba- really with boundary setting though, that somebody's not cutting you with their crap. You know what I mean? Of like, I don't want to like, because of my baggage and my trauma, like I don't want to lash out on somebody because of, the, you know, putting oh, on yeah. somebody else what my shit is, and I sure. feel like by, of course you by don't want to do that, the, but you're gonna do it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and that's where it's like with somebody else, like where then where are your boundaries? Where's your tolerance level? Of like, how many times are you allowed to cut me with your shit until mm-hmm. we're done here? Yeah. Oh yeah. Who? I, I have no idea. <laughs> me either. <laughs> I would love to know. Um, <laughs> please, if anyone knows, let let me know. I don't know the answer. Um, yeah, it's fucking hard. Being in a relationship is so hard. I think being in a relationship, like, to anything is so hard. To yourself, to your friends, to your, like... If, I mean, their work. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's work. Again, at least if you're doing the way that I, w- I would want to do it. Which is, yeah. I guess, kind of this term called conscious relationship. Oh. Yeah. 
That sounds fancy. You can look. There's tons of stuff about it on Instagram. You can just have a heyday if you're looking, <laughs> looking Yeah, for I don't it. really follow much relationship stuff on Instagram. Oh, that's like my forte. Uh, see, mine is all <laughs> very much the like mindful... Self-help, self-healing, spiritual work. I got lots of healing. I'll send you some. My favorite account to follow right now is called Softcore Trauma. Oh, that sounds awesome, actually. (laughs) It it is. (laughs) It is amazing. I, like, could get lost in that account. That's really good. Um, Oh, the other one that I... This is more for, like, the, the part of, like, when I'm going into a really like serious feelings session or like I'm going through like a serious feelings period. And again, it's sometimes hard. I am like back to like kindergarten square one where my therapist coach literally is like, you should look at an emotions wheel and identify the emotion. Yeah. That you feel. And then like, and say them out loud like that. That's where I am. Okay. But I feel like that's probably where most people are. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> whatever. I guess it is what it is. Um, but I totally lost my train of thought with that. Is the person that you're dating in therapy? Um, we, yes. Yeah, do you yeah, do yeah. therapy together? Yes. Ooh, hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's really great. It's kind of one of those things we were talking about where you start to feel bad when you look back on like past relationship and ways you didn't show up. Mm-hmm. And like, that's definitely for me, one of them. Like, should have done Kepler's therapy. I don't know. Should have, would have, could have, oh, whatever. Yeah. But like... We didn't. I so. didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure it would have made some sort of impact. I think so. Yeah. But then, you know, what what can you that's that's yeah, not what over. happened. That's yeah. not what happened. That's not what happened. Um yeah, I don't remember what we were saying with the col- with the emotion I still call it the color wheel, but the emotion wheel. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, the book though that you love mm-hmm. that you that you're listening to right now, what what's it about? What's the kind of gist? Um, the gist of it is of basically, I mean, there's a lot of it comes from like trauma and like how are you reacting in ways in life and relationships that you don't even realize are like some deep seated things. And then also yeah. how are you treating your body in that process? Like how are you eating? How are you moving? What yeah. are like what are what are you storing and and where and what are you not dealing with? Like one of the stories that she brings up over and over again is how she would like lash out in her relationships but she didn't realize like it came back to this core thing that like her parents would do of just like the comfortability of certain things that if she didn't feel that way then she would lash out but she didn't realize I mean I feel this 100 percent yeah that I would behave certain ways and I didn't realize it at all in the moment and if you would have even told me in the moment this is why you're acting this way I would not have seen it no but no, like trauma in, brain is like a different kind of brain. Yeah. And like when the responses that you have, it's like, because I'm like seriously working through some of that stuff. Like I think I have like some like PTSD from like shit, like where oh, like. probably, I'm I, sure. Like, I, like shit will just like flip and I am like not operating from my like normal, normal operating process. Do you know, have a way to like ground yourself and bring yourself back to I'm that? trying. Have you done any like um of like the neurotherapy stuff like no. d- like tapping? No. Oh, that stuff's awesome too. Okay. I'm going to look into that. Um and actually I have I have somebody who's been on my podcast before that I can 
she's kind of like a coach through all of that stuff oh, too. Really? And she does that through actually through um, virtual Pilates classes. Wow. Um, and so it's just doing a lot of things of like, even like in those moments of like just ways of dragging your tongue around your mouth to ground you so you can feel your body mm. of ways of just even like stretching your arms out or like tapping in certain places. So you you ground yourself into actually like feeling those things or breathing certain ways. Wow. And it kind of just retrains your central nervous system. So if you even just like Google central nervous system like trainings. Okay. Um, and, or even go on YouTube and look a bunch of those up, like those therapies. Yeah. It's just really small stuff to this like retrain and ground yourself to actually like feel your body in the moment instead of going into a spin. That That's what I need. That is truly what I need. Okay. I'm going to look at that. Um, yeah, that's... And those things are like, I consciously know about and I try to do them, but I don't, then I don't do a great job with it. And then I get mad at myself. Yeah. And then I'll be like, I mean. oh, see, you suck. And then yeah. I'll just beat myself up. Like, you know, this is helpful for you. And then you don't do it anyway. Dumbass. Right. <laughs> like, well, this is not helpful at all now. No, When I'm no. telling myself how much I suck for not doing this. Yeah. I, speaking of like all of the ways in which I like fail and I'm miserable and blah, blah, blah. I have gotten so much better and I am so proud of the way I've changed how I speak to myself. I'm not perfect all the time, but like I have made a huge shift, like even from like a year ago, say, in just like less berating and more love. That's awesome. Like every time I start to like go down that path, I won't be down it very long before I can pause and just be like, this is not helpful. Like, mm-hmm. and, and what really helped with that was, um, like picture, I have a picture of me as a little girl, as a three-year-old on my bathroom mirror. And it's really hard for me to like say mean things about myself when I look at that picture. Yeah. That's really helped. I actually heard that from fucking Kendall Jenner and <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say that, but <laughs> Hey man, wherever it you really, get good advice from, you gotta take it. It has really helped. I mean, it's like fundamentally shifted the way I speak to myself. Is just thinking about like a little girl, like a little me. Yeah, I'll do that in moments where not a picture doesn't really do that triggering for me. But if I think about me at like that age and giving myself a hug, yeah, that will definitely kind of trigger it. Yeah, of like if I if I saw nine year old me feeling yes. this way. Yeah. Wouldn't I want to like hug her and tell I her she's okay? I will physically like wrap my arms around myself. Mm-hmm. When I'm having like a really, really tough time, I'll like go sit in front of that picture and like just wrap my arms around myself. Yeah. I those mean, are like the, those are like my shower cries. Yeah. <laughs> the equivalent to my. Intense. Sh- yeah. It's intense. <laughs> I don't have the picture of myself on like the bathroom mirror, but I do have like affirmations. And I'm so, getting more into affirmations. I wasn't, I wasn't, um, so hip to them before, but now some of my meditations will have affirmations in them. I just go through insight timer every day and like find a new kind of like based on, you know, how I'm feeling or like what's going on for me. And I'll just pick a meditation. Um, and some of them have affirmations and I will like say them out loud and I'm like, this actually feels pretty good. Right. I mean, that's (laughs) where, I mean, my only tattoo is pretty much an affirmation of that when I was working out at a gym downtown when I lived down here. Um, cause I mean, I also am notorious, pretty bad at accepting compliments and just makes me awkward. Oh. And so I had somebody tell me in the middle of a workout where he's like, he's like, man, he's like, you are a force. And I'm like, Ooh, 
I like that one. That's a good that one. That one, like force of nature, nature, force to be reckoned with. And yeah. I'm like, and so no, I have like, for, little, there's no denying <clears throat> force. Yeah, yeah. It's badass. Yeah. And so I had, um, for a long time, little post-it notes with my little affirmations. And that was the one that was always in the middle. That was my last one where I'm like, say it out loud enough and we're going to believe it. And like you are a force and now it's tattooed on me, on mm. my wrist. So now I like just in those moments I can look down and oh, be like, no, nice. you're a force. You've done some badass things. That's amazing. You've made it through all of your bad moments. You're going to be all right. Right. So like that kind of helps ground me of like, um, of having some, but they're, but they're the affirmations that are meaningful to me, not just being like, you know, uh, the, yeah, what are, meaningful, th- what are meaningful to you? Um, things that are meaningful to me of like, just saying like, and actually I did this, um, um, I sat down one afternoon and just wrote down all of the things that I believe about me to be like, that I really believe to be true on post-its and I hung them all over the wall. And I'm like, we're just going to think, we're just going to write and like just things like I'm an innovator, I am creative, I'm an intelligent person, I'm a deeply caring person, um, I am a very determined person, I am a very helpful person and things that like I truly believe about myself and I'm proud of myself for, Mm. like to me that feels like affirmations of like I am this and I want to be this. Yeah, and you get to decide. Mm, Exactly. Sometimes I will get caught up in... I'll kind of start to think about, right, like, okay, the things I like about myself in a positive way, right? Like, okay, I'm going to... But then I'll, like, take a turn where I'll be like, well, you're just smart because it's a trauma response. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you had to, like, form this person, this particular personality trait that you've been rewarded for your whole life because of X, Y, and Z that happened. And so that, right, it's almost like this, like, little nagging piece comes in and starts to say that. But then what happened just the other day when I had that conversation with myself, I was kind of able to come back and be like, no, but like, I believe that I am special. So like I am because I believe it. It doesn't matter what the cause or where the originated from or whatever. Like that's what I am. Yeah. And that's where I see with all of those things where I nag myself about of like, of, but without all of those things, I wouldn't be who I am. And I am in a place where I genuinely like like who I am. Yeah. And now I'm of con- conscious mind to like choose when like I can use these different strategies yeah. that might have been like trauma responses, whatever. Well, and I think the most amazing thing is, is that you can change it. Yeah. Like I have like literally changed my whole life multiple times. And it was just through consciously being like, well, I don't want to be this anymore. I want to be this. And what do I have to do to become this person? Yeah. And like, what's the mindset that that person has? What do I need to do to get there? And it's just like, I mean, I, it again, doesn't happen overnight and it's a really hard process, but I'm a huge believer. And if you want to change your life, I mean, I, I mean, obviously with the circumstances that you have, I mean, everybody has a different set of life circumstances that hold you back or, you know, propel you forward in different ways. But if there's just a truly a way that you want to be, or you want to have a different mindset shift, like you can do it through work. I think that I used to be an extremely negative person and I feel like I don't identify with that anymore Oh wow! because I'm like, I just, it wasn't serving me at all. It was making me unhappy. Right. And it's, I'm sure it's making everyone else around me unhappy. Like, so I don't want to be that way anymore. Well, what does how a posi- do I how, do, it? how yeah. does a positive person act 
like what did, what what sort of things are more positive to put in my life and how do I kind of shift and change this around and then you just get to work. Do you think that it's helping you at all right now as you're kind of, do you think you're finding your next mountain or do you think you're climbing the mountain right now? Um, I think I'm climbing it. Yeah. I'm, but the thing is like, I don't really know exactly where I'm going like. it, yeah. where I'm going is. And that's where I'm like, I'm kind of just trying to let it go and yeah. let it be what it's supposed to be. I know. Like that, even oh. just with the, like the career thing, I so knew hard. that I wanted to just work in health and wellness because it's so meaningful to me and it changed my life. Yeah. I didn't know exactly what that meant. Like right. I knew at the time the bridge I needed to get there was start my own business. So did that, I never dreamt of being an entrepreneur. That was not really my long-term girls. It's like, mm-hmm. what do I need to do from there? And then I'm like, well, I want to learn how to become a personal trainer for knowledge and have experience. Do I want to do that long-term? No, but it's part yeah. of the learning process. And then through that, I'm like, well, I want to do something that has more meaning to me and kind of identifies more with my mission, which is working at the Y. And so I'm like, but I don't know where that's taking me either. So it's just kind of one of these things where I'm trying to like, I know I'm climbing another mountain and I'm trying to figure it out. But I'm also, if I try so hard to like steer the ship, then everything goes wrong. If I just kind of like let it go and flow in with the current instead of fight it, things go better. And did you know this because you've done it before? Like you've, you've been through, okay, so I haven't, this is my first go round and I am so fiercely holding on to this ship. Yeah. Like it's, death grip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it's so hard because that's how I, I naturally want to behave is control. Like yes. I want to feel, I feel super safe in control. I, yes. But it's like, but every time that I've just be like, you know what, I'm just going to lay back and I'm going to go where the current takes me. It takes me someplace so much better than God. I could have, that I could have taken I wish, myself. Oh, this is like, this is like the conundrum of like people getting fit of like, you don't feel good immediately as you're starting to get fit. Yeah. But fit people know that like, oh my God, it's going to, it feels so good to work out. It feels amazing to meditate, you know, right? Like mm-hmm. it feels great. You like have this positive feeling, but while you're like, trying to get to the first initial positive yeah. it's 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 hard this is exactly now that i'm thinking about it, it is like so similar well that's why everybody gives up right away and it's, it's like it's because it's so easy to be like get stuck in the mud in the first part of it and just like be like never mind you know yeah. what i mean this but is it's like just, the leveling up situation yeah it's getting past the hurdle to get to the next level and then the trick is to just be consistent so you don't go backwards right exactly exactly <laughs> just and, like with yeah. fitness yeah exactly and then how do you stay consistent consistent without going but you just continue to like not reach for those numbing things the control factors I the think old ways the trick for me at least in the past and this is what i'm searching for now is just making sure that you love what you're doing because if you don't love it, then you're not going to keep doing it. Just like I'm like, I did CrossFit and I hated it. So I'm not, I'm going to say that I hate fitness if CrossFit is my idea of fitness. Yeah. I have to find something that I love. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, I'm like kind of where I'm at now career wise is like, I'm going to try everything because I need to find out like what's the thing that's going to, I'm going to love so much that it's not even going to feel like I'm like 
I'm trudging through it anymore. Yeah. And same thing. I did the same thing with fitness of like, let me try all these. I had so many gym memberships I didn't go to because I hated the gym and I hated mm. going there. But then it turns out like, no, I love going to the gym. I just didn't like going to that gym yeah, or sure. that style of fitness. Yeah. But it's going through this whole experimentation phase or even just anybody that's never eaten fruit and vegetables, but you have to figure out a way to like Brussels sprouts. Like how yeah. do you, you have to cook them 10 different ways so you find a way that you don't hate them. Right. So it's that part that is just tedious and it sucks and you're going to get burned a lot of times yeah. and you're just exhausted. But it's like, but once you kind of find the thing that you're like, oh, this really gives me joy, then you it just kind of float along. I think try- anyway. Yeah, no, that makes all perfect sense I love that I'm trying to feel like how I'm trying to see how it could equate to what I the, I need to let I need to let go of control I need to let go of control because well, you even sounds like you're controlling all of your healing 100% <laughs> Amanda this is but this is like my serious like vicious stuck cycle like no matter what I do I'm like controlling I and I just I guess like do I even know what it looks like or feels like to let go, like that sounds terrifying to me. That sounds like I would be homeless. Oh, that means exactly what you need to do then. I don't know. I say that as a person that has a hard time letting go, but like at least the mantra I've had in my life is- Well, then can someone like make sure all my bills are taken <laughs> care of and like my mortgage is paid and like I have a job and then I can like let go and then- Well, I mean, what does letting go mean for you? I don't you know. your job? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to work, but who wants to work? <laughs> like, I don't you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, I, I mean, don't that know. is a good question of like, what is letting go? Like, how do I know like? I'm doing it? I and mean, do then, you, then do that will come up like, well, how do I know I'm doing it right? How am I letting go of control right? <laughs> and then here we are back at square one again. <laughs> like sometimes you talk to your therapist about like, this. Sometimes, <laughs> Logan, if you're listening, sometimes I'm just like, where's the lobotomy? Like just, like just sign me up. Now I understand. I mean, that's where I guess, I guess letting go for me, I don't know if this is helpful or not. It's just. Please, anything. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Cause I'm the same, same way of, but it just also being like, but where does it get me and how does that make me feel? And it, like, yeah. it ultimately does it like, ultimately I just want to feel, I do want to feel more like peaceful. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've like, I want to feel like, like, safe and secure through like my own kind of doing but like also with the help of others <laughs> <laughs> no I know what I, I mean? no I feel that exactly <laughs> no and yeah that's such a good question I mean yeah I mean I guess I guess from the point of like letting go I guess if you're just like you're following your that, joy more you're, I would say yeah I would say following your joy more instead of also just being like Maybe I trying am to control how, how much, how fixed you are, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're letting go by feeling emotions and staying in like yucky places to me sounds like you're letting go of the idea of like, I need to have all my shit together. Yeah. Yeah. And I am, I have like let go of like restrictive eating. I'm not doing that right now. Yeah. So, so you're letting go. But it, I'm I mean, letting it go. It feels good. I'm probably just not doing it as much as I wish I was doing it because it's just never good enough. Well, maybe like when you should, you should be conscious of moments where you feel like you are holding on too tight and at least have the conversation with yourself of like, is this a yeah. moment to let go or not of? And even if you decide not to let go, at least it, I'm aware of it. Yeah. It's progress that you're aware of yeah. something that you might be trying to control too hard. Yeah. I did have this experience kind of similar 
to, I'm really as, as a means to facilitate me kind of letting go and and like living more in flow and like in tune with feelings and all of that. um, I'm really paying attention to like my, the cycles of my, my menstrual cycle, the Mm. phases of my menstrual cycle and kind of lining up like rest and food and energy and workouts and stuff according to like where my hormones are. So that feels really good to like be playing around with that and really thinking about like workouts, I should leave a workout like feeling good, not feeling like completely depleted and like, oh my God, I just gave 90% of my 100% of energy for the entire day on that one workout, right? Yeah. And um, I was kind of coming off my period into like a follicular phase, which energy is like starting to build and like it it could like be like, yes, you feel good. Or it could still be like, no, you need to rest. Kind of that like gray period of like where you need to like listen to your body. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I was in a a workout just with like, I was just working out with like three other people. It wasn't even a class. It was just like we were working out together and doing like a pretty intense like cardio endurance session. And... I was like in it and I hadn't like pushed that hard in a really long time. And like, I gave it my all and it felt so good to like be so intense. And like, really, I kind of like dipped my toe in that like dark water of like intensity again. Mm. And after I was wiped, like I had to come home and like lay down and like was really tired. And I like drilled and I was like, I pushed it. Like that, I went too hard. Yeah. And that at least was good from, like, uh, yes, I did it, but at least I was able to be like, this was an example. And like, th- remember how it feels and like what yeah, it was. Don't do it again. Yeah. Like, no matter how tempting that dark mistress of intensity is, <laughs> don't let it. Cause that's what will happen to me with exercise. No, and see, and I'm the same way with food. Like, mm. it's the same thing of like, um, it, it was exercise for me for a little bit. But, I mean, it's always been food. Food has been my go-to since as long as I can remember. Yeah. And so that's where it's like, that. It, but it never feels good <laughs> if I go into like a binge. It's just it, like while you're doing it, it doesn't even? But while, while I'm doing it. Like I'd say while the, I'm in that workout, I'm like, I feel great. I'm like, yes. Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't feel great. I'd say the part, it's so interesting to think about because it's again like your brain just goes in a different place. Yes, I totally. So understand. it's even um, interesting trying to recall how I feel. Like, like let's yeah. just say I went into like a traditional like I, I'm I'm feeling too much emotion. I'm going to go into a binge. Uh, I'd say probably the most exciting best part is thinking about what you're going to eat. What I'm going to eat. Yeah. Of like, oh man, I can get this and this, yeah. and then like I'm such a volume eater, and then we got that's what the binge is like. I just want like I need something so something I can just to hand do. to mouth. Like you think like a popcorn, like I need a lot. I need okay. high volume. I want to keep it going. Okay. Um. So whenever I um, when I first started like my health and wellness journey that I'm on now, like 11, <clears throat> 12 years ago, whatever it was, that. I would I transitioned into I would eat those giant bags of baby carrots. Oh yeah, because I'm like I don't want to eat high calorie, huge pizzas. Yeah, but I'm like I have to have that feeling. Like that that is the way that I numb out. It's a way that I deal with life. And so I would just eat those because I just had to have that feeling until the point like it would just basically the bees in my brain stopped. 
And so I think going into a binge, it's like, uh, then I dream about like, okay, well, how can I order this and I can get all of this food? And it's almost the idea of it is the best feeling part. And then once you get the food, then it is really exciting and there's the high. Right. And then you start eating it and then you just kind of tap out. Yeah. And it's good, but it's not like elation because it's because it's never it's never enough no and then at the end you just feel feel disgusting and shameful and like why did i do that that didn't solve anything i'm not going to do that again until the next time you feel a strong emotion and then you're like well we're totally doing that again (laughs) yeah because i'm like what else am i going to do just sit here and feel it no thank you pass yeah and so sitting there and feeling it when it's just i mean it's, it's so easy to just be like oh i can just go make some food and just eat and tap out for a minute and then I even like this year too I deleted TikTok because then I was using TikTok that I would I won't be like, go near gonna, TikTok I mean yeah I mean I, I loved it I, <laughs> so of I course, deleted it <laughs> of course of course you loved it everyone loves it I know that I would love it which is exactly why I can't go near it because I don't want to have to like break another habit like I've gone through so many like because yeah. I use because I was so reliant on so many things for like numbing out. I became like addicted to sh- for sure, addict whatever you know, like addicted. You're addicted to the that shit for oh, sure. Oh yeah, for sure. And I had to like break a lot of things, and it's hard to break. It's really I mean, hard. I've done it. I will like do it again. I'm sure, but it's not a fun process. So that's why I won't go near TikTok. I'm like, I don't want to have to quit TikTok. Yeah, don't. That's smart, and that's where. Cause I mean, I don't even watch TV or anything anymore. But I was just watching TikTok because it'd be like, it's the end of the day. Yeah. Time to tap out. Yeah. Let me just endlessly scroll. And then I'd be like, two hours have gone by. Oh my God. I just people, spent two hours of my that. life on TikTok. I'm like, I can't be doing this. Like, this yeah. is not good for me at all. This is in no way helpful. And it's not, I mean, I learned some interesting things from TikTok. There's sure. some entertaining stuff. You need a friend that's on TikTok that will tell you about the stuff without you needing to put right? the toe in. That's what I have. I have like a TikTok friend. That she loves TikTok. And so then I'll just be like, okay, tell me about it. And, like, and I can like <laughs> right. hear about it, but I don't have to. Well, and then I think on the other it. side of it, when I go to think about being a, a, I mean, you do this. I mean, you have multiple social media accounts. Yeah. Then you think right. about being a creator and then you're just like, so I'm like, oh, well, then I could use the excuse of them getting ideas to do that. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. The insane amount of work that it takes to create like a TikTok or reel. And that's the only way that you can really gain any sort of momentum in social media now. That's where I also feel old, where I'm like, I'm tapping out, man. It's too much work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I'm not that I, that conversation is just exhausting to me, too, to think about social media. That's, I guess, another one I still have. Like, I'm smoking weed and I'm on social media. Those mm. are... But whatever. You got to have something. Yeah. Whatever. It could be worse. <laughs> it could be so much worse. It could be so much worse. Um, so what's, like, your... What's, like, your kind of, like, next move looking like? Is that a fair question? Are you just, like, I'm out here? Um, I'm, I'm just out here trying to figure it out, I guess. I guess yeah. a move in what way? <laughs> In any way? Like, um, yeah, anyway. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. I guess, like, right now, so much of the work that I'm doing is just focused on me and, like, who am I? Where am I going? What do I want to do? Like, what's important to me? Mm -hmm. Um, And just seeing aspects of my life of, like, this is really great, but this is lacking. And, I mean, especially doing really hard audit of, like, relationship of, like, what what do you want? Yeah. 
than, you know, or what are you willing to sacrifice to get what you want? Um, I, I don't know. I think I'm so much in that kind of like, I'm really just figuring myself out. And then back mm-hmm. to the social media thing too, where I'm like, I don't post or anything as much as I used to because I'm like, I don't even really know who I am right now. Again, existential crisis where I'm yeah. like, what is my voice? What is my message? And everything has changed so much that I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not sure. So I feel like right now I'm just kind of yeah, I sorting like, it all out. Yeah, I totally feel you on that. I am... Um, yeah, there's like this like it almost feels like you're being phony, but because like people that are following you, right, they do not know what's going on in like your inner world. And so for you to for at least for me, if I was like this was more so like probably like last year, but that like the content that I was like previously posting, like it just didn't feel like it resonated with like who I was feeling like now, but like no one knew that. (laughs) So like, I used to still kind of have to like, okay, this is what people are used to seeing. This is what like I'm going to put out there, but it was like not really what was like going on with me actually. And that felt like a disconnect that I didn't like. Well, and see, that's why I'll just choose to do nothing. Right. I'll choose to post nothing versus posting something that feels inauthentic. And I don't know, like this, like, not to knock anybody that does this because do your own thing. But I'm like, I'm not the type of person that's going to set up my camera on a tripod to mm. record myself crying. Oh, <laughs> no. So I feel I like post, the, I feel like I post so much less these days. Oh, I do too. Like, and like, that's where I, I'll go in spurts. Like today yeah. I posted a bunch because I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good today. Yeah. Yeah. Today yeah, yeah. I'm feeling good. And it's like, I think it goes by like my mood and what, what I have to say. And totally. Um, I think it's, it sucks for me too. Cause I feel like my social media accounts have been so helpful to other people. And that's the reason why they're created of like help people with what they're going through. Yeah. So I feel like I'm doing, here's my self-talk of like, I'm doing a disservice because I'm not doing my meal prep Sunday anymore, or I'm not sharing recipes or I'm not talking Mm. about all of these things of what this, these followers followed me for. Yeah. Um, So then I'll beat myself up that I'm doing like this terrible job and I'm not being helpful. Um, and, but then I'll be like, but I have to just, I have, my mental health has yeah. to come And first. you're also, like, your podcasts, though, are still, I feel like, hitting that. Like, the episode, like, you did with Lindsay, Bonadonna recently. Uh, yeah. Also like, on divorce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, she just was on the, she just came on the podcast I saw, I saw that you posted that. And I was like, yeah. oh, I didn't realize she came on here. Yeah, she was, it was such a great conversation. Um, but... And that's how I feel too, where I can like kind of make up for that, like not sharing on Instagram is because I do openly share on the podcast and I think you do too. So it's like a way to like kind of still get it out and like let, you know, because I think we both have our platforms, like you said, to like help people and like they can see struggles that we're going through and know that they're not alone or like that they're not insane and need a lobotomy (laughs) and... Right. And that's where I feel like it helps us feel better. I feel like ultimately, because I do feel like I'm a positive person, that I feel like I don't also don't want to spend so much time talking about such so much dark stuff. I know. I'm like, Sorry. But listeners. no, no, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no but because I feel like, literally every day I'm coming up here and like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> but I really do feel like that's the most helpful for like me as a listener. Yeah, it's just like, what I'm that's, going through. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear people 
like this, having these conversations in a real authentic way, because again, not to knock if you do this, but I feel like I don't feel like propping up a camera and recording myself crying. That doesn't feel like authentic. No. Like, I mean, I don't mind that when I'm scrolling through and seeing these videos, I'm not judging these people, but I'm like, if I think about like me myself in that I moment, could. I got to pop up a camera while I'm like I having couldn't. this moment of like, that feels so inauthentic that I'm like, I there's couldn't. no way I could possibly share that. But will I cry on a podcast? Oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Right. I, I, I get you. Like there's. I don't know really what the distinction is. Maybe it's like looking at yourself. Yeah, maybe I, it's just being, I don't know. I feel like being recorded on in video is different than audio Because it's me. like really, yeah. Because like in a podcast, we could be sitting here. We don't know how the conversation's going to go. Yeah. Sometimes things come up and I'm like, oh my God, shit, I didn't even know that there was emotion there. Right? right. And like, I like, and it will like get to me because we're just having a conversation. But then I think the video is like more like, okay. Curated yeah. content. I yeah. feel. And you, that's where yeah. I'm like, I'm sure those things are helpful. Like I see help videos like that and they're helpful to me. But then I think about like, I just myself like can't, I can't do that. Like I just can't. It, in those moments, I am so, again, like trying to focus on really like even really awesome moments now. Like I, it's so funny how much I had to record other moments working in radio of like, I got to capture this because it's content. I'm doing mm -hmm. this for my job. I need to take pictures of what we're doing, videos, like everything in life. And now, like, if I spend time with my friends or anybody, I'm like, my phone is barely out. Like, I'm yeah. not capturing moments with it. Where before, it'd be like, we got to take a selfie because yeah. we're here doing a thing together. And it's yeah. like, I don't really do that too much unless I'm like really conscious and thinking about like, hey, I need to post something. Yeah. But like... I just am so trying to be more in the moment, like what yeah. you were saying earlier, that I'm like, I'm not even capturing these moments that I used to capture all the time on social media. Right. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. And that I don't know, like, again, I'm like, not saying that's good or bad. It's just where I've noticed where I'm at in life. And I don't know if it's because I'm older or what, but I'm just like, I don't know. I would rather just kind of be here in this moment than thinking about how can we turn this into well, that's, a TikTok. Yeah, that's like a beautiful place to be. And it might, honestly, now that you say that, it might be that we're getting older. Yeah. Because I like kind of, I still, like sometimes I will have like such a great, like fun, like beautiful looking, aesthetically pleasing night and I like captured none of it. And I'm like, fuck, that would have been like really good content. But like, I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, because like, I I'm, thought the same thing. Because I'm just yeah. like having fun in the moment. And I really sometimes want to just like smack myself because I'm like, that was would have been a beautiful photo. I'm I know. like, I haven't posted in so like how long to my grid. I'm like, it's just. <laughs> yeah, no, I do the exact I'm same still thing. here. Where I'm like, I should have been conscious of that. And then oh I don't God, at all. But I'm like, but I still about... got to like, and yeah, yeah, enjoy like... it. And it's, it's again, like if you like do a workout and don't turn your watch on. Right. Like it's I... still counted. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> just but because boom. you didn't record it and you don't have the analytics of your workout doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's for sure. I used to be that place. Oh, oh yeah, I was progress. obsessive, obsessive, progress, yeah. progress, progress, progress. I mean, I would do if like I knew like there was like just example like well, there was one day I was new I knew I was going to like a pig roast in the afternoon on the lake. Sure, and pig so roast. I did. I worked out for two hours straight. I'm like I'm going to do two back to back classes because I'm going to eat, go eat barbecue and I'm going to drink a beer this afternoon. So yep. I have to kill my and then that ruined the afternoon because I did two hours of hit like yeah. hard hit workouts yeah. that I felt sick all afternoon <clears throat> because I overexerted my body because I was too afraid to eat yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> I guess to learn and to get to where we are now. Yeah. And then I think that's when we have like the shitty moments now. We're like, well, we're learning to get to the next place. Yes. Okay. That's great to think about. Mm-hmm. I can, I mean, and for me too, because I started this podcast at uh, uh, the exact same time that my brother died, I have like a history of conversations that if I were to go and listen back to a podcast I recorded in 2018, 2019, like talking about, I remember the big theme was just like how guilty I would feel if I didn't like give it my all seven days a week in a group, in a workout, different workout. Like, or that if I said I was going to go to a yoga class and I was like a 6 a.m. yoga class and I was so tired that I like slept through the class that I would just feel terrible all day and I'd have to find a way to make it up. I absolutely do not think like that at all. <laughs> That's awesome. Anymore. At all. And do you ever, so... Do you ever go back and listen to any of your old episodes? Um, I did recently. I did recently. And it was a little cringe. <laughs> That's was, exactly why I don't listen to any of my old stuff. <laughs> it was... But it was like... It was good. It was good because, you know... Um, Ashley Solomon of yeah. Gallia. Mm-hmm. So I listened to that one. And it was good because I was hearing myself talk through some kind of like just issues and struggles or whatever that I still have today, obviously, but it but it but it was like almost kind of comforting to hear like okay, that's like been with you for a while and it's not just because of this big recent change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of like you've been, you've been kind of dealing with this for a while. Um, so it was comforting in a way. But then it was just so terrible at times to like hear me talk about like where I was on my mental health journey and to be like, oh my God, bitch, you know nothing. <laughs> you know absolutely nothing and you're sitting here on this like podium like talking about like that you're just this I don't know like that you've got it just sounded like like young and naive and like I had it all figured out yeah but and I didn't but I mean I think about that too because I think about oh because especially if like listeners tell me they're like I started listening from the beginning like no no don't do that go backwards Someone will be like, I binged you. I'm like, don't do that right? for your own mental health. My but God. I do think about, though, from that angle, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if anybody's listening to your entire catalog or not, but just <laughs> even thinking, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, for both of us, that's an aggressive amount of time to spend listening yes. to something. Yes. <laughs> if you go back and listen to like years worth years. of years, I, I, I can't imagine someone would do that. But if you did... <laughs> Like just even hearing the growth progression in that, like yeah. that's where I'm like, okay, at least I have this, basically like audio journal yeah, yeah, that's of where I've too. been through. Of like, yeah, if I listen to an episode from 2018, I'd be like, oh my god. But also at the same time, like, well, you can if you have been a regular listener to my podcast, you've got to listen to the fluctuation of not only in me and my body and my body image and also my idea of health and where I've been and what I've struggled through and what I've felt like then I think that's also just the really perfect picture of what health is is it's not linear it's this just hills and valleys and I think by having years worth of like audio of having those discussions like that you can 
you can actually almost see them as a flow chart mm. of like how watching you progress almost if you're watching like a chart of like you know your weight loss or your strength yeah. gain of of how you change and fluctuate how through life and how your perspective of health and wellness changes in that journey yeah no that's beautiful I think that's a great way to wrap it up I think too of like sometimes I'll think like 20 years in the future I'll look back on this time and probably just be like you silly little girl you I'm know? sure <laughs> like, but that's like the beautiful thing and that throughout our whole lives we will always just have ourselves so mm-hmm. we better take care of ourselves exactly and love ourselves and try to figure it out as much as we can or maybe we don't need to figure it out let it go yeah don't figure it yeah. out <laughs> scratch that (laughs) Amanda thank you so much for coming on and sharing with me I always feel like I walk away from conversations with you just like feeling so good and especially this one you've like I know you don't like compliments so you're just gonna have to like sit there and say take it (laughs) practice taking it (laughs) that'll be good for my dating life yeah I feel like I'm like (laughs) punching you right now (laughs) like I can like feel it across the room (laughs) but I remember the first episode you came on you talked about I think at the time you said your life was like a garbage dump, dumpster fire oh yeah I feel well yeah like I'd with nacho and, uh, not- I feel like a trash bag full of nacho cheese yes that, that's where you were at that point <laughs> wow <laughs> nothing's changed <laughs> never when I said there was progression yeah not for this bitch yeah <laughs> still that but I remember so specifically I, I, I think I was going to Colorado and I listened to your the podcast back on the plane, and I was just like, at the time, I think you were like, I don't know, or like ten, like early on episode. It was like a very early episode, and I was like, oh my god, this is the best one. This is like so great. Like I just was really appreciative of you sharing, and I am oh. still. So oh, thank okay. you. Yes, well, I'm so happy. I very much appreciate being here. And if people want to um, check out your podcast and start from the beginning, oh god, where can they find you? Um, you can search Pound This um, Pound This Podcast. Yep. So if Pound This on anywhere Sweet you would listen to podcasts, booty gains. That's, <laughs> that's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, and unfortunately, that's Pistol Pete, and he passed away from COVID. Wow. Well, R.I.P. Pistol P. He brings me so much joy to this day. So may his memory live on. Exactly. And yeah. so you can follow, find me on Instagram when I do post, when I'm feeling like it, at You Can Pound This. Yeah, when you, when you feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, listeners. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye.